0: Welcome to Papa's House Church, Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube and Facebook. I believe the Lord gave me a word and I believe this is a timely word for this particular moment where we are living in. But also it is a word that we can use this uh, for the days to come even for months and years to come as a as a lifestyle and uh i i felt in my heart to talk about immunity booster you know and and we all living in the time where uh, uh, we all take all sorts of immunity and uh, today we were in a, in a in a shop here it's called uh, costco and uh, uh, and uh, they sell t- liquid turmeric and uh, they sell Uh, liquid turmeric it's in a bottle like this and they sell and i saw the price it's close to 20 dollars 1500 rupees liquid turmeric and they are saying the health benefits of that and i started laughing i was like man for 5000 years my grandmother's grandmother's grandmother they are cooking on turmeric and then the next aisle i saw was uh, the ginger and lemon combination, like all those weird stuff because people are scared and they wanted to add a lot of immunity booster thing. And uh, so I I was just thinking, what is the immunity booster for our spirit? Because there is something that we seldomly talk about it. So just before we get into that, I want to pray. I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak through me and take control. So Holy Spirit, I pray that uh, you will uh, you will take control of this next uh, 20-30 minutes. I pray that you will speak through me. I pray that uh, uh, you can take whatever time you need to speak to bring your word so that we not just hear it here but it'll just translate into our system so that we will be transformed into the image of your son Jesus. So we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So uh, the the scripture that God gave me was uh, this week the week that I'm just praying with all this thing that's going on with Konma and with Eunice and uh, and with Patrick and uh, some of the challenges that uh, that I've been hearing and the cases going on in India and the verse that God gave me was from in Nehemiah chapter eight verse 10 and 11 Nehemiah said go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared this day is the holy to our lord do not grieve for the joy of the lord is your strength the levites calmed all the people saying be still for this is a holy day do not grieve And I I believe we live in a culture where vitamins uh, and superfoods are selling like crazy. And uh, there is another thing that I saw that is so crazily prevalent here in the Western countries uh, is called Moringa. They call it Moringa. And uh, I was like, man, what the heck is that Moringa? And then I took it closer. It's (laughs) Moringa. That's what I know of. But they call it Moringa and the money they sell on that. I was thinking, my goodness, you know, uh, I used to despise the Moringaka Sambar. And here these fellows are saying Moringa and they're giving the health benefits. And one of the health benefits at the bottom, it says uh, it improves your uh, testosterone level. And no wonder Indians are 1.2 billion people. So, so I mean, we eat moranga and especially in South India. So it's it's ridiculous to see. And we live in that superfood culture. And uh, during the COVID times in India, people started taking a lot of ginger and lemon and other ingredients to add strength to their amenities. But we seldomly, this is what I want to get into. Uh, the seldomly we talk about the immunity that we need for our spirit man and by the way when i say spirit man i do mean uh, man in hebrew means ish ish means spirit and god created mankind and there are only two kinds there are there are many other kinds uh, of uh, animals uh, birds after its kind when god created man he created two kinds, and, uh, and man is a spirit, and two kinds are male mankind and a female mankind. So I'm a male mankind, and my wife Eunice is a female mankind. So, uh, so when I say man, uh, I'm not talking about gender, I'm talking about the spirit. So the spirit man... Uh, we hardly talk about how to be adding immunity to that because the spirit man, believe it or not, if we are not taking care of the spirit man, uh, the we don't have time to go in detail of that. The spirit man can be weakened and also be subjected to the spirits of the world. And that's what's happening. People, uh, that's what Jesus even quoted and in, in the gospel, he says, the prince of the, air is coming and he has nothing to hold on to me what is the prince of the air right now the prince of the air is the media right now you turn any television on any newspaper on i have some apps on my phone any apps you turn on the number one prince of the air proclamation is what fear of new variant Omicron. And the prince of the air is the one that influences your mind. So when the prince of the air started taking over your spirit, your spirit become weak, confused, don't know where to go, and also become a place where you cannot function fully how God created. Now, we are told, and it is a command by God, that God commands us to take care of the spirit. So the spirit man is invisible, but sensible in effect. The spirit man is unseen, but it is more real than the seen. The spirit man is the driving force of humanity. When the spirit man is neglected, it affects all parts of humanity. It manifests in the physical. It, then it turns into, you know, it shows up in your mental attitudes, in your emotional and your relational. So it's so important how your spirit man is nurtured and i have said this many times you know we come to church not to just entertain we come to church so that we can be strengthened so that we can be scattered throughout the week and carry the church in the rest of the week. I mean, church doesn't finish on Sunday. Church starts on Sunday. And the church size is not measured on how big is our seating capacity. The church size is measured upon how big is our sending capacity. Are we becoming the citizens of the kingdom, not just on Sundays, but the rest of the days? So that's what we will be talking today. The spirit man, how do we keep Uh, our spirit man strengthened. And uh, someone said this, and I quote, man is not at peace with other men because he is not peace within himself. He is not peace with himself because he is not peace with God. And that's why the Bible talks about one of the ways that the spirit man needs to add immunity is to find peace with God. And, and that peace comes understanding that the spirit man is part of an eternal being. Remember, we are a spirit is an eternal. Our body is temporary. This is an a, a Indian suit. And God gave me this Indian suit and God gave you a a Tamil suit or a Malu suit or a Northeastern suit or any suit. This earth suit will leave one day. But what is going to be eternal is our spirit. That's why the kingdom of God, it's so beautiful. Even when Jesus taught us how to pray, he said, pray our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, On earth as it is in heaven. So listen, this is the thing. The kingdom of God is eternal. But he wants us to experience that internally here. So he's asking the eternal perspective of God to come into time so that we can experience. Now, this is the beautiful thing. Anything that you are experiencing here on earth is only temporary. Everything is not eternal. In heaven, everything is eternal. Imagine you get headache in heaven. What is that? You will have an eternal headache. Imagine you have fever in heaven. You will have an eternal fever. Imagine you are divorced in heaven. The pain of divorce will be eternally there. So that's why God in his supreme wisdom, please listen to this, in his supreme wisdom, he is not asking us, the religion tells us how to pray to heaven, the kingdom says how to bring heaven on earth. So in the supreme wisdom of God, he's bringing, he's teaching us, saying, church, I want you to Call unto the Father who is our Father so that the kingdom of God, the eternity can be translated into the time capsule so that you can inject a new perspective into where you are living. So when you go through pain, challenges, sorrow, frustration, rejection, relationship craziness, you know, all those things, you have an opportunity, an open invitation from the Father to bring the kingdom into that situation, come on, does it make sense, amen, and this is an invitation that the Lord is giving, and this entire week, I've been bombarded with so many thoughts, crazy things, and the Lord is saying, Charles, this is temporary, and I'm inviting you to come up, Pray this prayer, our Father in heaven. It's never to memorize it and repeat it with a little bit of a rhythm on it. It's to pray that prayer, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That means you. Deserve, your name is high above every name. Your kingdom come, that eternal kingdom come onto this temporary earth. Invade this time so that you can bring your presence, manifest presence. That's an invitation that God is giving us. And that's what we will be talking about. How do we steward this beautiful presence of God that the peace that that that, that, that God wants to give? So the Bible teaches us about the joy of the Lord. That's what, uh, you know, Nehemiah. He could able to see this. By the way, I don't have time to go in detail. This guy, Nehemiah was not a building contractor. He was not even like one of our builders, like Nitya Kumar. You know, he was a tail bearer. He was a cup bearer, like carrying a cup of wine or, or a juice to the king. But he had an opportunity to tap into heaven for his temporary pain. And God gave him a wisdom. He got the favor and he built the wall in 52 days. And this is what he says. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. And what is the joy of the Lord? The joy of the Lord is not happiness. It has, it may be there as a moment of, sir, superficially, but it goes deeper than that. It is an active awareness of the presence of the person who dwells in us. If you have your Bible, turn with me or you can click uh romans 14 17 to 18 and i'll read that in the passion version it says for the kingdom of god is not the matter of rules about food and drink but is in the realm of the holy spirit filled with righteousness peace and joy serving the anointed one by walking in this kingdom reality pleases god and earns the respect of others and look at what the children's bible says and that's so beautiful and it's it says this, uh, the kingdom of God, eating and drinking are not important. The important things are living right with God, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is God's spirit. Holy Spirit is Jesus' spirit. Who is Jesus? He revealed the heart of the Father. Father created, Son redeemed, Holy Spirit dwells in us. They work together. So this is the beautiful thing. It's not the matter of eating and drinking. I know I grew up in this. We plan on what to eat on Sunday afternoon. Obviously, it's a it's a normal thing. We plan. My dad would plan on what to eat. And Sunday is our non-veg day when I grew up. And he would go and buy this mutton or martin or whatever ton, you know, you, you buy this and you prepare. And, and I know I, I have done this and bear with me. I am your pastor now. And when, when, when I go to church, when the pastor is going more than 3.4 point, and it's about 12 o'clock, I'm thinking about my mutton and martin, you know, and I don't know whether you do that, but this is my point. You know, sometimes we have this thinking like, you know, but in the kingdom of God, it's not just eating or drinking. It's more than that. It's living right with God. That's righteousness. That's not your righteousness. It's not about you did your quiet time, this and this. It's about approval of God from him that he set you free. And then peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And this is my point, my brothers and sisters. The kingdom of God is righteousness peace, and joy. And look at that right now. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Two out of three are related to emotions. That means it's a felt reality. You can feel it. You can feel the peace. You can feel the joy. And and I'm not saying, you know, God is uh, devoid of feelings. God knows the feelings. God knows how much you're going through. And in that midst of that feelings, he's still brings his presence and that's what we will be talking about you know the joy is the highest emotion of God we don't have time to talk about all the all the aspects of the kingdom of God today we'll talk about the joy the joy is the highest emotion of God just like sympathy empathy and you know and compassion joy is one of the highest emotion of God uh, emotion of God Jesus never operated on sympathy he never said oh shame he never operated on empathy Oh, i wish i could do this he operated on compassion which is the highest form of the the human emotions you know so how do we cultivate this joy that's one of the biggest challenge right many times we fall into the trap of uh, fallen into the trap of the circumstances and somebody said circumstances are like mattresses if you sleep on the top it won't hurt you if you sleep under the mattresses it will hurt you and uh, you know and i uh, mean maybe you're saying charles I, I don't have a mattress i sleep on a, on the floor but the, the 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 metaphor of that is the circumstances should never drive us into a place of despair you know and this is the word god gave my wife beginning of this year You're going to walk on waters. You're going to walk on waters. I know the challenges around us when we hear the situation of my brother-in-law. When I I see her, Eunice, with contractions and and when when I see my fellow brothers are not doing well, when I see, you know, the church, we are again locked down, you know, and it's ridiculous. The movie theaters are open you know and because some sun, sun movies are releasing you know they still need their pvrs to be released you know but this we are shut down you know and, and it's so much discouragement but circumstances are like mattresses you sleep under it you will be depressed frustrated angry And you feel like you are beaten up. But if you sleep on the top of it, that's what God is calling us. You are called to, you know, uh, walk on the water. So how do we cultivate this joy of the Lord in our lives? It is to have a constant awareness of the presence of God. It's constantly cultivating the culture of stewarding the awareness of God that brings joy in your spirit. I know it's a mouthful, but I'll unpack it it's a culture of stewardship you know like one of the culture it's it's inside your blood in Indian culture you don't have to teach any Indian how to do hospitality. you I mean it's inside of their culture. So that's, ins- it's inherent, it's inside of you, you have learned, your grandma has taught your mom, your mom has taught to you how to welcome, how to treat the guest, how to take care. It's inside of you. You don't have to go and learn that. Maybe somebody who is foreign who comes there and say, wow, I've never seen people treat Foreigners like this. So it's inherent and that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to have that inherent awareness, that inside and in, built in us, that constant awareness of the presence of God, which means that we will not just walk with him knowing that he is just not the God of Sundays, but we will walk with him with the revelation that he is the God of all days. Amen. And sometimes we have this thing like, hey man, I'm going to close the book. Sunday is finished. I have done this. I'm going to move to the next. No, the the joy of the Lord is not something that you go to church and get it after a 20-minute sermon. A joy of the Lord is something that you receive it by being aware of the presence of God that is in you all the time. And that's what the stewarding of the joy means. That means I can never afford to lose the presence of God any moment of my life. You know we all have our high moments low moments we all have our good moments you know and we all have our bad moments you know we all have our you know the best emotions we give it to the you know the employer we give the best to you know the, if you are newly dating you give to your girlfriend or your boyfriend but then when We all have our ugly things, but then the Lord says, no, 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 invite me in every area of your life, every day of your life, every moment of your life that my that you constantly walk in the awareness of my presence that will bring you to your place of naturally supernatural that you will walk as a kingdom citizen. Does it make sense what I'm sharing? Amen. Now, John 15, I have two more scriptures and then I will give you some practical steps. How do we uh, cultivate steward this joy uh, steward this joy now john 15 verse 11 and john 16 24 i have told you this is jesus saying by the way when you read john 15 16 17 all happened in one evening before jesus was uh, crucified i have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you that your joy and gladness may be full of measure and complete and overflowing. That's the beautiful thing. When Jesus wants to bless you, he's not going to just give you like a you know, Tamil Nadu ration card. He's not going to do like that. When he wants to bless you, he blesses you abundantly. I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you. That your joy and gladness may be of full measure and complete and overflowing. Look at someone and say, may the joy of the Lord may be of full measure, complete and overflowing. Amen. That's what the Lord wants to say that to you. He doesn't want to give you a quarter When we say Tamil Nadu quarter means we relate quarter to some other thing, you know. But, you know, quarter or incomplete or half full, he wants to give us in full measure complete and overflowing. Look at the next verse, 1624. Now, until now you have not been bold enough to ask the Father for a single thing in my name. But now you can ask, this is Jesus talking to his disciples just before he was about to be crucified. Keep on asking him. You can be sure that you will receive what you ask for and your joy will have no limits. What is he saying here? He is not saying that when you ask me and I am going to take away, wipe away all your sorrows, he is not saying i'm going to there will be no pain in your life he is not saying i will be you will never be lonely he's not saying there will be no pain he's not saying there will be no tears he's saying in the midst of all this you will find my presence as a deeper anchor in your soul that has no limits amen this is what i'm going to say this to you we can still be going through a moment of sadness but still experience the joy of the Lord. We can still go through a moment of confusion, still experience the joy of the Lord. Mary, a good example. You know, she was in the the manger. You know, somebody came and told her, your Messiah is going to be born. And these Magi's are coming. And not just three Magi's. The history says 12 of them. And they are magicians. They are not Christians. They are not even Judah, Jews. And they followed the star. And it took months for them to come. And they didn't come to the manger. They came when around Jesus was one or two years old. They brought him the gifts there. And brought and laid there. And Jesus' mother must be wondering like, man, you told me I am Messiah's carrier. Hello. <laughs> you know, if you are a keynote speaker, <laughs> you know, i am been invited, and some of you have been invited as a keynote speaker in some convention or an organization. And keynote speaker always, if you travel, they get you, pick you up in an airport or in a train station, they take you to your room, you have your welcome basket, they give you water. Keynote speaker, Mary could have said, I am the key person who hosts the Messiah of God to the nations, I deserve at least, at least a two-star restaurant, a hotel, you know, you put me in a, in a, in a, in a manger, you have no plans, but Mary, when you read the story of Luke 2, the way she prays, it's amazing. Her mouth was filled with joy. What was going on? She was going through a painful situation, confusion situation, doesn't understand. The Bible says Mary does not understand, but she pondered everything in her heart. And the Bible says here, when you ask whatever you ask for, your joy will have no limits. Uh, so the, there are few things about joy that we need to guard on and I put it up in the screen here and it's going to go quick and I'm so and I will write I wrote down eight practical things that you have to watch out as you steward this joy the first one is comparison and comparison is a number one killer of joy when we compare one another there are two things you will always find somebody who is doing a better job than you so you'll feel discouraged Number two, you will always find somebody who is doing a sloppier job than you. You will feel pride. Pride and discouragement are a dead end. God can never bless a person full of pride and discouraged person. You understand? And it's it's ridiculous. And so that's the number one thing you have to watch out for. Like when you are stewarding the presence of God, yeah, comparison comes, hey, come some somebody comes and say, Chenny, look at that doctor, he saw 20 patients today. And you are like, oh my goodness. No, that's an immediate thing. Or somebody comes and say, Oh, brother Sunil, this one, your publication, this and blue. Then the pride sometimes can come in. You know, we have to watch out for those things because pride and discouragement can lead people into into absolute place where they lose the presence of God the number two is perfectionism trying to be perfect is not possible but trying to do your best excellence is possible and sometimes we beat ourselves so hard trying to be so perfect and uh, I always make a little funny joke when I go and preach uh, in the youth seminars uh, on a single, seminars most of them are single and uh, available and i say to them hey guys i have one good news and a bad news uh, no one is perfect that's the good news and the bad news is there was only one perfect girl and that was my wife and i took her you know and so and that's the thing you know there is no one is perfect everyone is flawed inevitably flawed you know we are so flawed i mean you the only way you know that you are flawed is just look, stare yourself in the mirror for five minutes. You know. And and you and you look at your other card and you'll know how flawed you are. I mean, that that's I mean, they can tell you, they can tell you how non-perfect we are. So that's another thing. If you watch out for the, the way you steward the presence of God is okay, Lord, I'm not allowing anyone to compare. I'm not gonna, you know, do my I focus on my perfectionism but I'm going to do my best excellence and that's what we strive here in papa's house you know when we prayed and we started this papa's house we prayed lord everyone who come here will walk in excellence that's my prayer for you that you will walk in excellence that means you will do your best when you're serving the poor and needy give your best and we, our brothers, every week they are serving the homeless. And and I tell them, hey guys, it's not homeless biryani because the same biryani we eat. And we say, cook it in such a way that, you know, some of our family members from Papa's house are going to come and join and eat. That's the same quality. You don't reduce it. And that's what we do. It's doing everything in excellence so that the king of glory is manifested in a divine beautiful way amen number three criticism and conflict and we need to keep moving on not fall into the trap why because criticism and conflict will be there as long as you and me are on earth it will always be there you know and uh, someone made a, a joke like you know like criticism if you do good they will uh, they will always criticize you even do if you don't do good they will always criticize you there's always somebody is going to criticize about anything and everything that you have and we cannot handle all those things we're not going to pay attention to that you know people made so many stories about papa's house they said oh they are like this they're like i i there was a point came in my life i stopped listening to any of those things i i just do what it says lord My number one person approval is you, Jesus. And I know you have already approved me. You're already, you know, embraced me. You already washed me with your precious blood. And that's it. And conflict. As long as we live in this world, unless otherwise you are one of those, uh, you know, weird folks that just hide behind the four walls, if you are connecting with people, there is always going to be conflict. And what happens when you get stuck in conflict? you won't be able to move forward. You lose the joy of the Lord. Number four, performance. And that's a big thing in the Indian culture. And uh, when you move out of India, only you realize how big Indian culture is focused on performance to show off, to being, you know, like, like to, like to put a big show to people that you are doing much better, but inside you are, you are literally rotting. And, uh, you know, we, we 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 say that even in Tamil, that we say, you know, uh, in Telugu, they say, they say the name is such a big name, but then for a tongue, there is no, not even a water is there. So that's something, you know, sometimes we, we do that like performance, put up a big show. You know, when we got married, I, I had a big uh, fight with my parents and uh, Uh, It's a good fight because uh, my parents want to invite 2,500 people for the wedding. And they said, you are the firstborn. We have to invite 2,500 people. I said, who is paying? And he said, you came back from abroad. You have to pay. I'm like, what the heck? You know, and I'm not going to pay. And they wanted to, they gave the menu. They said, mutton biryani, chicken 65, blah, blah, blah. And I said, mama, daddy. I'm going to invite maybe 300 people. And they they thought I was demon-possessed. They wanted to kick the demon of less number, you know, because performance. First son, I'm the first grandson of my grandfather you know daniel who came from a brahmin background you know and he planted many churches in tamil nadu so they have all those ego weird stuff and they wanted to invite these people that people i said most of the people when they come they're going to complain if there is only bones in their biryani or spice in their biryani or they didn't get the ice cream alwa you know they're going to complain about this i'm going to so i gave myself me and my wife up to 600 people they were so unsatisfied because my sister had 2200 people on her wedding i asked her do you know all their name she said <laughs> anna hmm? so that's the thing i don't want to you know and and we invited only 600 people why because i don't need 2500 people to come and tell me how well is my wedding My wedding is not measured by how big people are, how many people came. My wedding is measured by my faithfulness and my commitment and my stewardship in the things that God has given to me, starting with my wife and then to my children. Amen. Hello, are you there? Amen. So, how do we lose the joy? By comparison by perfectionism, by, you know, criticism and conflict, performance. Another thing, the fifth one is the another crazy thing is hypocrisy. What is a hypocrisy? You know, you try to prove that you are somebody outside, but inside you are a different person. When you fake it, then you have no one as your favorite. Everyone will say, this guy is just outside, all talk, no walk. And that's one of the thing in Papa's house we always look up to. We say, guys, let's be real. When I talk to the brothers, I when, when Eunice talk to the girls, we make sure that, you know, some of those ugly little nudgy stuff that we don't want to talk, especially in the Christendom, we want to bring it out and say, I'm battling with this. I'm struggling with this or I'm going through this. Let's address this. Let's beat this stuff. Let's put where the enemy needs to be so that we can see Christ conquering in us many times before christ conquers through us he wants to conquer us first and that's what happens the hypocrisy part that when we open to the lord and say god i don't want to fake it i want to allow you to deal with this stuff he helps us amen we can steward his joy and sixth one is the disconnection which basically means like you only hang out with god on sundays you say, oh, yes, I'm a friend of God. He calls me friend and you sing on Sunday and then Monday you are like, a, you know, I'm a friend of PUBG, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just, you, you, you're you just drifted completely, you know. You're born again on Sunday, dead again on Monday. It's just disconnection. And then coming again on Sunday again, you know. you And that's why people say, you know, just because you're crying doesn't mean you are telling the truth. You can be still crying and be still lying. And that's why we say, you know, liar, liar, pants on fire. It's just so important to realize that, that this connection it's, it can create you, in a, put you in a place where you lose the joy of the Lord, the presence of God, the awareness of God. And that's why it's so important that you plug in, you day in, day out. The Bible says in Psalms 1, I sat is like a tree planted by the waters, whose leaf does not wither, yields its fruit in its season. Amen. Be plugged in. Number seven, surprise attack. You know, last year many of us went through surprise attack. You know, and that's a challenge. Sometimes that can come. Anytime challenges can come. And a week ago, my brother-in-law was talking to me on the phone. He went to uh, he, he he actually went to France to to see his aunt and they celebrated their Christmas there. And, and now he is in the hospital with pneumonia. And it's, you know, a few weeks ago, things were okay for Patrick and now it's not the same. You know, it's so challenge, surprisingly, we go through attacks. What do we do? We run back. The righteous run into the stronghold. Lord, you are my refuge. You are my strong tower. I run back to you. We don't run away from God. We run into God. And last but not the least, it's the wrong motivations. And sometimes we we try to prove to people, right? If I do this, if I give this, and that's why in Papa's house, we don't even, you know, tell how many people... Uh, give towards the poor and needy. We, we show our accounts and everything when we gather, but we, we we the people who give to the ministry, they don't want to be even to say, hey, put my name. you know uh, I gave this biryani. I gave this food packets. And now with the lockdown, I don't know how long it's going to happen. Should we start again? We don't know. We're just praying. But when you give to make your name known, then you got your reward here. But when you give, just because God has told you to give, then your reward is amazing. You're gonna break into supernatural rewards. And I tell you, Isaac and Asha went to we went to one prayer meeting, and um, and and they got five dollars each. This lady came up and she prayed and she gave him each five dollars. So I told Isaac and Asha, uh, there is there is a dollar store. Everything is a dollar. So you can, they wanted to go and buy some cookies and whatever. I said, before you go there, you need to take a dollar from that $5 and give it to the Lord as your tithes and offering. And, so, and they is like, what is tithes and offering? I said, when you, when you receive something, you give part of it to the Lord. Why? And I said, that's like insurance so that the rest of it is got covered. Oh, okay. So if I lose it, God will give me back? I said, yeah. Practically, it's like that. I mean, with their mind of eight and five, I have to simplify that, you know. And so the next Sunday, we were in another place. And, and Isaac and Asha said, Daddy, I don't want to give one. I want to give everything, five, all of it. Are you sure? I said, yeah. So they went to the offering box, dropped that five, came back. The two days later, we were meeting one person, praying for that person. And in that house, there was a visitor in that house, and she greeted us and she said, On the way, we're about to leave. She hold both of my kids' hands and she put some money in their hand. And I said, What is this, sister? No, no, this is for the kids. The Lord just prompted me. And we got into the car and we and they gave the money. I thought maybe a dollar or two or five dollars. Guess what? They got fifty dollars each in their hands. And uh, it's ten times. I mean, of course, you're saying I gave tithe every month, brother. It doesn't happen to me like that. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying magic is this tithe is not a magic, it's just how God encourages this little ones, and Isaac and Asha was so like pumped up and say like lord now we want to give the 10 percent and they are working their max out with their little minds and stuff like that and what i'm trying to say is this they did not give to get they thought man if god if i give one and He's gonna take care of all why don't i give it all he's gonna take care of everything and that was not a wrong motivation and the lord rewarded that that's my prayer my dear brothers and sisters it's not just only the finances finances we use that as a measurement but it's every area of your life your relationships your 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 how you steward your time how you steward your 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 god given you know family and friends that's all the place where you say god i want to be aware of your presence so the joy of the lord will be my strength amen I have here the communion. I'm I'm wrapping it up. I want to pray with you. If you have a bread and juice, you can go quickly take it. I want to pray for you that this year, as we started this year, I pray that the joy of the Lord will be your strength. The joy of the Lord will be your number one emotion. The joy of the Lord will be all the time. You will not lose joy. You will not lose it on Sunday. You will not lose it on Monday. And somebody said, I don't know where I lost it. No, joy is not like a keychain that you lost it somewhere. Joy is the constant awareness of the presence of God. And you say to God, God, that's the thing that I desire the most. I want to steward your presence every day. I don't want to be out of your sight, not even a moment. I want to be locked, my eyes locked into your eyes. Be so connected. Even when I watch my favorite football game or watch something with my friends, a TV or, or hanging out with my friends drinking tea and samosa, the presence of God will be so strong that I will not give room to gossip that I will not give room to this. You know, A.W. Tozer says this, when somebody gives me a word of gossip, I immediately take it to the backyard of my house and I have a burial site there. I bury them there because there is no space in my home where the presence of God is there. There is no space for for, uh, for, uh, uh, gossip. My dear brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you to think about that. Amen.